Happy Honda Days, everybody. If you celebrate Toyota-thon, you suck. Welcome to Trash Talk. I'm Logan Corkins, joined by my partner in crime, the doctor of chicken wings, Austin Campbell. And if you're Jewish, happy Hanukkah. <laughs> and the last Lions Hanukkah. fan remaining, Hanukkah. we've got our man Dan joining us for the very first time here on Trash Talk. I've heard there's a few more Lions fans out there, but we'll see. There's a few. There are few. The, like, the, the, the Marines should just be, like, like the, the Lions should just take the Marines slogan. The few, the proud. Well, not really the proud. The few, yeah. the disappointed, the Lions. It's more like they, the uh, Wizard of Oz Lion. <laughs> there's as many fan, Lions fans as there are Lion wins, if you know what I'm saying. So. <laughs> All right. Well, it was nice talking to you guys. I'll see you next time. <laughs> I'm pretty gonna, sure... King of Queens, they were Lions fans in that show. Yeah, no, they were Jets fans. No, they were Jets fans. Oh, yeah, they were Jets fans. There's a show yeah. where there are there, the, the people were Lions fans. I can't remember who they were. Uh, it's probably a pretty depressing show, though. <laughs> pretty depressing. Let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for the lineup. The biggest news and headlines from this week in sports, it's right here. This is the lineup on Trash Talk. start the lineup by the way this is an nfl centric episode that's right you're gonna get two episodes this week we've got an nba one with kale corbin austin and myself coming at you on saturday minus on friday minus corbin my apologies for that i would i I can't i can't remember everything man he might be on later though he might be on later We'll figure it out. But hey, we, we do have Kale coming, so we're pretty excited about that. Um, so this one's NFL-focused, and we're going to start there with the news that broke Friday – or sorry, Saturday uh, in Detroit. The Lions have fired not only Matt Patricia. They've also fired their GM as well. And, Dan, I'm going to start with you on this one. As a Lions fan, we Austin and I have both kind of secretly been rooting for Matt Patricia. I mean, I think we both kind of like him in, in some ways. What what Where do Lions fans stand with Matt Patricia – over his tenure with Detroit. Oh, everybody's celebrating. I I don't understand how people really rooted for this guy or cheered for him. Um, even when they hired him, I wasn't happy about it. Uh, you look at his tenure in New England, and his defense wasn't that excellent. The Patriots are down 14 in every single playoff game. The guy came up to the he showed up to the playoffs looking like an unmade bed with no game plan whatsoever for for the Patriots. And then the Lions being, I don't know if you guys know the saying, when the Lions um, do very Lions things, we call it SOL, same old Lions. So in very SOL fashion, they hire Matt Patricia, who, I mean, it was pretty obvious that no, the players didn't like him when he got fired. And you see players vocal about it um you saw it they didn't play hard for him in the games you watched him rush three and drop a zone and waste talent on defense and people really talked about him having this amazing defense but he didn't show any of it they're a team that was up by 10 six straight games and lost them um so let's talk about the good now and i'm done <laughs> well hey you know what i mean like it, the, the lions are in a weird position because you know this year they could have been competitive the nfc north is lacking i mean just it flat out is the vikings have fallen off the edge the bears look good at the start they've fallen back matt lafleur is keeping the packers of well actually not matt lafleur aaron Rodgers is keeping the packers afloat yeah um 
I mean, Austin, when we look at the NFC North, do you think we're going to end up seeing three coaching changes at the end of the year? I, I still think Mike Zimmer's there at the end of the year. I think Matt Nagy's probably in a little bit more trouble. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I definitely see some new stuff going on for the NFC North. It's in a rebuild. Because once Aaron Rodgers leaves, I mean, we've, we've argued this at, at strenuous amounts, but I'm starting to think that Aaron Rodgers might be the most valuable player for his team. He very well Devontae Adams. Because other than that, they really have no spark. Even Aaron Jones really hasn't had the uh, dynamic season that he had last year. And so, I, I, to me, I think if you're Detroit, I, I personally didn't like the firing of the GM. But I think it's because they probably were together. They were, kind of they were so intertwined and everything, yeah. That they were like, we have to cut both of you. Because I actually like what Detroit's done as far as getting their players. They've been really good in the draft lately on yep. defense and offense. I just don't think they had a great coach and that clearly wasn't good with people. Like Adam Joint- Gase, type of bad with people. Yeah. <laughs> and when the Darius Slay was like, dude, I don't want to play for this guy anymore. You, he Being that big of a leader of the team, I, I think that was kind of the downfall of it. And Matthew Stafford's too much of a Detroit player like he's just intertwined with that franchise that i don't think he would ever said anything but i think in in most players did not respect matt patricia but uh i i like where detroit's going i hope they find a coach i think if they get a good coach maybe a jim harbaugh could be an interesting yeah and and, then that's the name i keep (laughs) thinking about because michigan's going to move off him I don't think yeah. there's a question of a doubt. And, and he, he, it's kind of weird to think about. Okay, so think about Jim Harbaugh. He's the sixth most, win- most winningest coach in the NCAA football right now. Mm-hmm. Granted, he doesn't have a win against the uh, team that's been ranked in the top ten. And he also can't beat Ohio State. He's got – I think he's 10-2 and two against uh, Michigan and – Ohio. or no, sorry, not Michigan. Uh, Michigan State and Ohio State. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I think, I think that's there. So wait, you, did you say he was ten and two versus them? Or no, he's he's sorry, two and ten. My apologies. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Very much. I was like, yeah. all ten of those wins must be with Michigan State because I don't remember them. <laughs> and one of those Michigan State wins was on a blocked punt. Yeah. <laughs> I if I remember right, yeah, he's only he's got one win against both teams. That was a stat I was seeing the other day. But yeah, Jim Harbaugh making the making the leap to the NFL, I think is is logical. I don't think. No, Matt or Dan, correct me if I'm wrong. How how would Detroit fans feel about that? Well, I don't think Harbaugh is going anywhere right now. He has one year left on his contract. He so Michigan's not going to cut ties with him after this season. Uh, granted, there's COVID, and it's just it's just too weird of a season to cut loose a coach like that. Um, but you know, I think as I think the fans in Michigan would love it because is well liked in Michigan. Uh, they like his personality. They like the way he is with the players. He's just, uh, he's a stubborn guy who's trying to recruit a quarterback that's short and throws the ball just like him. And it's not working right. out, but um, he, he's proven that he is an NFL coach and he can do it. So I'd like to see him go back in the NFL, but I wouldn't expect to see him in the NFL in 2021. He's going to be with Michigan again. Okay. But you know what? That's fair. Let's jump into this past week in the NFL. Week 13 wrapped up today. Of course, we record on Wednesdays, and of course, there was a great afternoon game today. But let's dive into Thanksgiving. Turkey Day, of course, we got to have the Lions on Thanksgiving. That's a tradition as old as time. And they hosted the 
Houston Texans. Deshaun Watson gets it done 41-25 in Matt Patricia's last game as the Lions head coach. I mean, you look at this game, Watson had, of course, another solid performance, which he's pretty much had all year. Uh, Austin, break it down for us. What do you think of this one? This was the uh, pretty much worst game of the day. <laughs> I don't think anyone was really looking forward to this game. I think they knew what they were doing by putting it when uh, everyone was eating. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, what else was on at that point? Uh, the Lions got beat. I mean, just straight up destroyed by a broken Texans team, a team that is clearly rebuilding, a team that outside Deshaun Watson is looking for an identity. And Romeo Cornell is just there to kind of hold it all together, which I, I will say he's done a good job. I don't think he's going to get a yeah. coaching job or anything, but he he's done a pretty good job of holding it together. Um, this I, is the first I think people all. will be too scared of the last time he was a head coach to make him another one, to make him yeah. head coach again. Well, I he's just old. I'm pretty sure he even said he's like, I'm too old for this. I'm not I'm not going to <laughs> be. He, he, pulled, he pulled a Danny Clover. Yeah, he pulled a definite Danny Clover, but uh, – yeah, I, I think letting 41 points to a team that <laughs> has struggled offensively all year, who, yep. you know, is missing a big-time wide receiver, I feel like that had to be the last straw. And I can't blame them. I can't blame them. Dan, how was uh, your Thanksgiving watching this game? <laughs> oh, um, you know, usually it's a roller coaster of emotions. This was not a roller coaster. It was, uh, <laughs> it was this is going to be ugly. I think there was a point where there was like three turn. It was two plays and it was back to back turnovers. <laughs> you can't do anything but shake your head. But um, it was definitely a game where I was texting some of my friends like, okay, this is it. This is the last game for Patricia. So um, it, it ended on a solid note. Speaking of teams that might consider, you know, making changes again, the Cowboys playing host. To the Washington football team and Alex Smith, man, you got to love this guy. I mean, comeback of the year for this guy right here. Uh, of course, Washington wins 41-16. Take a look at the box score there. Alex Smith went 149 yards, did throw an interception, threw in a touchdown. But the Washington did everything they needed to against the Cowboys team that, again, kind of struggled to find its identity. Dan, when you look at this game, Andy Dalton struggles again is – I mean, is it just the lack of Dak and all the injuries here with Dallas that's really causing the issues? Or is yeah. it the coaching with Mike McCarthy? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, you, you go into a season expecting an offense with Dak Prescott, who has 5,000 yards in three games. But um, you can't really overlook the Washington football's team uh, team's passing defense. I think they have, like, the they're in the top three for passing defenses in the league right now. Um, yep. And they showed it on Thursday. So I don't know. I think with a good, you know, Alex Smith doesn't make too many mistakes on offense, even though he did throw a pick. Um, but the the football team could win that very open NFC East, in my opinion. Well, it, you know, you, you look at the Alex Smith situation there, too. It, part of it is his offensive line has been atrocious. And he is getting blitz consistently. We saw that, especially in the Rams game, where you put any amount of pressure – on Washington, they just crumble, and it leaves Alex Smith vulnerable, which is the last thing you want to leave a guy who's coming back from an injury like he is uh, kind of in. Um, Austin, when we look at Washington, Ron Rivera's come in. He's established the defense. The future of Washington looks bright, but it, what, what all do you think needs to change there in Washington for them to be a contender? 
I honestly don't think they need to change. I think they just got to keep improving. I think that's the thing. Ron Rivera's already built the culture there. I think they've made a clear statement that Dwayne Haskins is not the quarterback of the future and that Alex Smith is going to be our guy. And then maybe we might draft a younger quarterback if it falls to us. But I think even then they're going to let Alex Smith take control of this team, Uh, maybe trade someone or draft someone in the second round to kind of back him up. Uh, This defense is growing. Chase Young is an absolute stud. Like this was (laughs) – if – he was the most locked down. If you know Joe Burrow wasn't there, right. we or and Justin Herbert, like we knew that Chase Young was the best player in that draft, and he was the yep. most locked down. He's going to be a star. They have that. Their defense is good. I think if they just build some offensive line around them, they'll do that first thing in the draft. And Ramavira brings a winning culture. He did that in Carolina, and now he's doing it in in Washington. I I, I love every bit of what they're doing. It's just yeah. like, this was a dumpster fire of a team last year and they <laughs> they, they are better they are better you yeah. can't you can't expect for a better season and outside of i think it's either them or new york at this time the problem is they have a tough schedule the last five games yeah. it's rough yeah and uh ron Vera could also be mentioned as comeback of the year too i mean we're just this battle with cancer we've talked about it plenty on this show yeah um gotta love what's happening there in washington let's go to sunday slate and we got a big nfc or afc south matchup between the titans and the colts both teams coming in at seven and three into this game and ryan Tannehill and the titans get it done 45 26 austin we yeah. talk about how you hate that the Titans give you hope. Yep. yep. <laughs> when you look at this game, Ryan Tannehill, 221 yards, had a touchdown. But really, the running game was where it was at. Derrick Henry went off. And if you had him in fantasy, you most undoubtedly won. 178 yards, three touchdowns. His longest of the day was 31 yards. Austin, how are you feeling right now as the Titans? They, they are uh, putting the foot on the gas with Derrick Henry now. I mean, that's clear. Uh, I think they he, they used him slowly this season. They didn't want to run him out through the whole season and then not have him in the playoffs. So I think that's why we didn't see him as much and just let him explode in, in different games. Uh, Ryan Tannehill's having an easy day. I mean, A.J. Brown. I, I, I know we want to talk about Derrick Henry, but A.J. Brown is just an absolute yeah. stud. Uh, the I mean, a return, an onside kick, that was just something that's like, okay, I don't think I've ever seen that in my lifetime. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it's it's incredible what they did. Um, they really were just like, hey, we're not gonna let the Colts get us again, which is something they had to overcome. That is a team that has beaten us for years and years and years. So that was it was great. It was a great moral victory. I think it goes well. I hope they keep a level head when they go play Cleveland this week. Um, which I think because both teams are honestly kind of the same, except that I think Tennessee has a better quarterback by far. And I think so if they just keep their head on their shoulders, they should get the win as well. Uh, Dan, you look at this Colts team, and this defense has been unbelievable this year. However, they do give up 45 against the Titans. Is there reason for concern in Indianapolis with that defense? Oh, man. Um, (laughs) You know, I, I... I can't. I can't honestly answer that because I haven't seen too many Colts games. Um, you know, with the Titans, I I love watching them. Their offense is explosive. I also worry about their defense. Um, yeah. But you know, every team is. Every team gives up one of those bad, bad games defensively a year, right? Um, yeah. I I just. 
I haven't been a believer in the Colts. I don't think Phil Rivers has it anymore. I think um, that running back Howard, they draft Jonathan Howard, they drafted. Um, he isn't turning out the way they thought he would. But, yeah. you know, guy, guys have stepped up. Like, Hines has been incredible the last couple yeah. weeks. So, I, I don't know what to ever expect from the Colts. We'll see. Um, but they're winning. <laughs> I will say that that they missing, are. They're missing DeForest Buckner, which is a huge part of that. Oh, defense. good call. Good call. Outside, yeah. outside Darius Leonard, that is, I mean, I, honestly, Buckner's probably been the better player this year. Uh, but, you know, Leonard and him are the, the two leaders of that team. Another coach fighting for his job in L.A. The Chargers went to visit Buffalo, and Anthony Lynn's Chargers could not get it done. Meanwhile, Josh Allen has a pretty solid game. Bills get to win 27-17. Dan, break it down for us. I mean, what do you think about this Bills team? (laughs) I I like the Bills team. Um, I'm surprised their defense isn't better right now, to be honest with you, Uh, with the way they were just – I mean, they were so gritty and tough last year, and they seem kind of soft this year, but with not a lot of turnover. Um, I love Josh Allen this year. I think he's he gets better every day. Uh, a guy can throw deep balls. Um, having Stefan Diggs is incredible for them. I just I, they're one of the funnest teams in the NFL for me to watch. They are extremely fun to watch. And Austin, another quarterback that's fun to watch, though, is Justin Herbert. I mean, do you feel bad for this guy? Because he keeps getting into good games. The Chargers weren't ever completely out of it. I mean, the Bills' defense yeah. was making stops the way that they needed to. Uh, do you, where, where do we stand on Justin Herbert at the end of the year? I mean, this is one of those games that is just rookie year woes. You're going to have these games where it just seems like you can't get anything done. However, I, I feel like Anthony Lynn is is on a thin line. The more every week it was like, yeah, well he'll bounce back or he'll you know he he's got a pretty bad team. But now they keep losing and losing and losing, even games that they should win, like Denver. Uh, and that to me, I think it's a big sign. I, I think maybe the team is losing a little bit of faith in Anthony Lynn. I I like him, but when you look around the league. Dolphins are getting better, you know. The Raiders are getting better. I think the Raiders are going to be really good next right. year, you know. I, so I, I feel like there's too much competition where you you got to make the move now. You got to be aggressive. You got your quarterback. Build your offensive line and get that defense back to where it was. Because for some reason that defense is not because the defense has been the strong part of the of the Chargers for a while, yep. and mm-hmm. now it's not. It's like it's it's pretty bad actually. yeah it's it's pretty atrocious hey just to pile on anthony lynn real quick a little bit more at the end of the second quarter there's 40 seconds left on fourth down he called a timeout and then punted the ball can anybody explain that to me (laughs) you gave the other Uh, 40 didn't he didn't he have an extra didn't he have an extra man on the field is that what it was i think he had too many guys on the field I would have just taken the penalty. That, that was actually a game I was watching. <laughs> I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure there was 12 guys on the field, and he okay. didn't want to take a penalty, which would have put him at like the, it would have put him inside the five, wouldn't it? Yeah. No. Something like, uh, no. I was gonna say the only other thing is like maybe he was trying to draw them on sides, but even then that doesn't make a whole lot of sense with the situation they're in. He, he's made some questionable. I think he's gone. I. Legitimately, I think we're going to see eight eight coaching changes at the end of the year. We've already seen three. I think another five are coming. Yeah. 
Well, it was kind of those things like, surely no one's going to get fired during COVID. You know, it's a weird year. And then as soon as the Texans <laughs> made the move, it was like, all right, everybody's on board. We, we can all make this move. Falcons are like, yeah, screw it. We, we gave up yeah. two of the biggest leads in NFL history. We're going to just, we're going to go and get the losses. Hey, Bill yeah, Belichick, Belichick is come Bill to Los Belichick. Angeles. Come to is, Los Angeles. Is great against young quarterbacks. He always has. Look, historically, he's been unbelievable. Face Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Patriots get it done. 20 to 17. This puts the Cardinals now at 6 and 5. Austin, we've been kind of hot on the Cardinals this year. I mean, they're yeah. in the most competitive division in the NFL there in the NFC West. This loss, though, raises some question marks for me. What does it do for you? It tells me that. Bill Belichick knows rookie quarterbacks. He just he kills them. Like he's the ultimate. Just he knows how to just shut any young quarterback down. Kyler Murray's no exception. Unfortunately, I I I don't think this defense is quite there yet. They still need to time to improve. I think more and more the offensive. I think the offense is fine. This Patriots defense is not just. It's not bad. It's actually a pretty good defense. They just don't have their starters, and I think but all, all the backups that came in at the beginning of the season are starting to come into their own. Um, so, I, to me, the, I think the Cardinals might still have a chance for the playoffs, but they're in the year. They're still a year or two away from being uh, a Super Bowl type team for me. I, I don't think anyone was expecting this Cardinals team outside of Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins to really be that good up there. Dan, when you look at the Cardinals, I mean, are you in the? Are you as in love with the Cardinals' offense as we are? I mean, DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, fair enough, man. Hit us with it. We need we need other people's perspectives. What do you think of the Cardinals' offense? Okay, DeAndre Hopkins is in. Oh, you know what? I have no problem with the Cardinals' offense per se. I think Kingsbury is bringing the offense down. I think their offense has been predictable. DeAndre Hopkins should not be having games where he's four catches for 50 yards, especially against a watered-down Patriots team that has seven starters that opted out at the beginning of the season, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I I think their offense has just become predictable. You know, they had a third and two play where they just hand the ball off straight up the middle. You have mm-hmm. Kyler Murray playing quarterback. Roll yeah. him out. Have him throw over the middle. The guy has an absolute cannon for an arm. He's accurate. He can turn broken plays into first downs, and they don't do it enough. Um, You know, I just, the more I watch it, I just get frustrated. So I've (laughs) I've taken a step back from liking the Cardinals. You know, do you, we, do you we, think we, it's a it's a Russell Wilson thing where we're we're gonna eventually have to say let Kyler cook, just let him do his thing, let I him run, let him throw. They would have beat the Patriots. They would have beat the Lions. <laughs> you know, like they yeah. should have two more notches on their belt right now. Yeah. You, you know, I think the the most underrated part of Kyler Murray's game is something that we 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 talk about with Mahomes a lot is that he keeps plays alive. You know. Think about that big win they had a couple weeks ago where he, he he rushes out from the blitz, is still able to find Hopkins in the end zone. He keeps plays alive, and he's good on his feet. I, I think that's an underrated quality. I think that's why Lamar Jackson's having the struggles he has is he, he he's hard to save plays unless he just takes off at the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Kyler, I, I love Kyler Murray, and I'm I, I again, yeah, I, I'd like to see him just be able to control the game the way that he does. Last week we talked about the Raiders, and you know they they played great against Kansas City, and we thought you know the momentum carried from that game would go into this week as they played the Falcons. Falcons said absolutely not, we can't let that happen. Forty three to six, this was a blowout <laughs> of a game. The Falcons get the win over the Raiders, and Dan, where do you stand on the Raiders? <laughs> I don't, I don't know, man. That was a Six funny and game. five, man. That uh, was yeah. hilarious. Oh, I, I have a theory, though. I have a theory. Let's hear it. It's too late to enter the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. No, the Raiders' defense sucks. We knew this. Like the Raiders' defense yeah. has not been that great all year. Derek Carr had a baby just a day or two later. I think maybe it was on his mind because three – what he threw? Three interceptions? Four interceptions? Uh, and there was a yep. lot That's of turnovers right. on <laughs> offense. I think maybe he had – Derek Zeke Carr only had wide. one interception that game. Uh, 22 for 34, 215 yards, one interception, three sacks. Okay. So it wasn't him. I, I don't know, but we knew this defense sucked. I don't know why the offense didn't get going, though. That's that's the real thing. Because, I mean, well, this it, defense is not good. Here's the other thing, though, is Carr did get benched. Peterman ended up coming in in this game. Can't believe we saw Nathan Peterman in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's one of those guys, man. I just You hope you never have to use him and... <laughs> I, I, am, I am, I am like getting into John Gruden or John Gruden's head. It's like it had to have just been that he didn't want Carr to potentially get hurt. But like this was a Falcons team that didn't have Todd Gurley and didn't have Julio Jones in this game, and yet they still sorry Calvin Ridley for all intents and purposes. Yeah, he had some big yard plays, but like he didn't have that big a game either. I mean, Matt Ryan found ways to be resourceful in this game, and I, I got to give credit to the Falcons' offense. Yeah, for sure. Let's let's uh, let's go to a close one. This one ended with the Vikings pulling off a last little or last minute magic. There, they played the Carolina Panthers. They get the win, twenty eight twenty seven. And you know, because I like picking on him, even though he had a pretty decent game. Let's talk about Kirk Cousins for a second. Let's read off his box score. Uh, Kirk Cousins went thirty four of forty five, had three touchdowns, no picks, three hundred seven yards. You know, as much crap as I give Kirk Cousins. He's good for at least 250 a game. And lately, he's been keeping the interceptions kind of in control. Austin, you look at the Vikings. They've been all, uh, they've been all over the place this year. Where do, you, where, do you, where do you find yourself liking them right now? I was really sold that the, maybe the defense finally got it together and that this was going to be a playoff team. But I, I'm still not sold, even though with the win over Carolina. I think these those two teams are actually pretty even, actually, uh, yeah. as far as almost everything goes. Quarterback, running back, uh, wide receivers almost. I would say Minnesota's maybe got a little bit of edge on wide receiver. And the defense, I, I like Carolina's a little bit better, but the problem is we knew Carolina was rebuilding. Minnesota should have been a top team at this point. This is a team that has spent a lot of money, does not have a lot of cap room. Like, this is the team. Uh, they quickly got rid of Nkwake. They just completely just quit on him. Um, to me, this Vikings team should be better. I think Mike Zimmer could be in trouble, but 
it, uh, to me, it's really the defensive thing that's that's going on. Kirk Cousins has a couple bad games. There's no doubt. But I think you could say that about a few other quarterbacks, like right. you know, like Jared Goff. Like Jared Goff has some bad games, but the mm-hmm. the defense is able to help him keep him in the game. Whereas the Vikings' offense, they do not. And since they rely on Dalvin Cook so much, they can't get back into games either. And so they 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 beat a team that they should have, but I think right. they need to be better teams. They, they they should be more competitive than other games. Dude, you look at the uh, the Panthers. Teddy Bridgewater's kind of been in a weird situation this year with you know him not having his full offense. Christian McCaffrey's been dealing with injury issues. Is this Panthers offense just waiting to get unlocked and ready to explode on this league, or is Teddy Bridgewater still not necessarily the guy Carolina needs? I I really like the Carolina offense. Um, I thought Teddy would be a little bit better. He's been a little bit of a disappointment this year. Um, I always saw Teddy as a guy who didn't make mistake mistakes, made the safe play. Uh, you pick up Robbie Anderson, who's um, been incredible over there, right? And you already have more. You already have uh, Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel's now part of the running game. Um, I just, I, I'm a little disappointed in what I'm seeing out of the team. I thought they would be better. Um, hopefully next year we see a little bit better out of them. But uh, you know what they have, they should be they should be winning games, putting up points, right? They totally should be. And um, let's talk about a team that somehow is eight and three. I don't get it. I really don't. Uh, Corey would love to be on the show and tell us how they're eight and three. I'm sure the Browns are eight and three. I keep saying this and I don't believe it. They're eight and three. They went over the Jags 27, 25. There is questionable coaching in this one. Let's go to the fourth quarter. The Browns, get, they, they have, they have a, uh, what it's a 10 point lead or no, they had, sorry. They, sorry. They had an eight point lead. They had an eight point lead fourth and 10. They went for it instead of kicking the field goal, which led the Jaguars to uh, score a touchdown. Jaguars missed a two-point conversion to tie the game. Austin, I know you're high on the Browns coaching, but was this the best display you've seen out of them this year? <laughs> I'm, I am high on the Browns coaching, not for the play calling. I'm high on the Browns coaching for the leadership ability, which That's the true. Cleveland Browns have not had since ever. Uh yeah. You know, the, you know, the, the, there's a point made that like we don't hear talk about Baker Mayfield or Odell Beckham Jr. like we did the last two or three years. We don't hear all these stories coming out about how players aren't getting along, coaches aren't getting along. This team is all in. The only problem I have with the Browns right now is, and by the way, I think you got to give Corey a little bit more credit because he he understands that this Cleveland team, yeah, is eight that's three, fair. But they're that's fair. That's it's fair. a very they, they weird could, eight three. They could easily be three and eight. I mean, they, in all actuality, they haven't played anybody that tough, but they have won the games they need to win. Well, let's go through it. They they had Jacksonville and Texans. Those, I mean, they had the AFC South, and they haven't played the Titans yet. Their biggest win is the Colts. That's their biggest win. They get trounced by the Ravens. They get destroyed by the Steelers. They get beat by the Raiders. And then they beat the Bengals, the Eagles, the Washington, the Cowboys, and the Bengals again. Which, I mean, all of the teams in the AFC that are above them or in the in the playoff card would also be all those teams. 
you know, uh, should or at least. So, and the other thing that I want to look at is their offense is kind of, at the beginning of the year, they were scoring 30-plus points a game. The most they scored was this game against Jacksonville was 25. And, and, and before that was 22, and before that was 10, and before that was 6. So even though they decided, hey, the run game works for us, it's still not as effective as if they were to throw the ball, uh, which they can't because Baker Mayfield can't throw against these teams. He, you know, he could do it against the Dallas Cowboys at that time. Right. He could do it against Washington. He could do it against Cincinnati. But when you play these other teams, the run game is, becomes effective, and it just it doesn't work as quickly as the pass game does. I like the Browns. Uh, I think they're going to the playoffs, but they are going – they're going to have to beat the Titans. They're going to have to beat the Ravens, or it's 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 pretty much a fluke because if they lose yeah. those two games and the Steelers, then at that point they're 10-6. and six, They yeah. might make the playoffs, but they didn't beat anyone good except Indianapolis. Dan, how do you feel about Baker? Well, let me put it this way. Um Here's why it's better to be a Lions fan than a Browns fan. Because the Lions never give you hope. <laughs> Where the Browns do. This is the most fraudulent 8-3 and three team I've ever seen. I mean, they're going to finish out, what, 10-6, and six, like you said, with the two New York yeah. teams coming yeah. up. Um, I'm, I, I don't know why Baker all of a sudden doesn't know how to throw a ball, but... You keep the ball in Chubb and Hunt's hands. I mean, it's it's working. Stick with it, right? Yeah, I mean, you gotta give credit to the Browns. I mean, they have turned. They have figured out a way to win. Baker hasn't been awful, awful. He's been bad at times, yeah. But you know, Browns Browns could be a playoff team. They could be a playoff team, especially yeah. with the Ravens. Especially with the Ravens being as bad as they are. Um, teams that aren't going to be, or one team that's not going to be a playoff team is the Jets. Sure. I mean, we know that. I mean, They've officially. already been mathematically eliminated like four weeks ago. Uh, Dolphins took them to town 20-3. Uh, to three. Austin, do we even really need to talk about this one? No. I mean, yeah. Miami got the <laughs> job done. And uh, I, I really hope Sam Darnold finds a spot. I really hope he finds a spot that can go to. I'm, I'm hoping Indianapolis calls. I'm hoping New England maybe calls. Uh, maybe even San Francisco. Uh, See, and we keep debating on San Francisco. What do they do with Jimmy yeah. G, man? Well, I mean, we might get into this. We might have to get into this when we get to their game. But, uh, yeah, I, I think I feel bad for Sam Darnold. And Adam Gase is like – I've talked about Bruce Arians a lot and how much he needs to get his head out of his butt. But Adam Gase is even worse. <laughs> Like, say he calls the play calls and then doesn't play the play calls and they're like not yeah the, his press conference like, this week was just the best it's he awful. It's he, awful. he did not be calling the plays then he said oh well, i was doing the third down stuff then he's like well what drive was that oh yeah, yeah, yeah I, call, I called that sequence like the jets are a hot how is adam gates hold on we've talked about that patricia could be in fire we've talked about the uh falcons moving on from dan quaid we've talked about uh bill o'brien being gone out of the texans how is Adam Gase still a coach? The, the rumor is it's because Woody Johnson's in, in London and they don't want to make big moves without the owner there. But uh, like, I'm pretty sure if I was the owner, I'd be like, call them, like, look, Cut it. Let's, like, do, let's do a Zoom let's, call. Let's get it all together. I don't together. care. Get anyone else. <laughs> 
We kind of wrote the Bengals off after they lost Joe Burrow. They ended up hanging in with the Giants. They don't get the win, but the Giants do get it. 19-17. Dan, you look at this Giants team. They've been struggling with offensive injuries, of course. Nate Solder being out this year is really affecting that offensive line. Uh, Daniel Jones had moments pretty good play, honestly. Uh, the defense, questionable. What do you, what'd you think of this game? Well, it's one of those games you don't really pay attention to. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the Giants have a chance to make the playoffs. Danny Jones has been pretty good. I, I liked him for 90% of the game against the Bucks, where uh, they had a chance to beat him. Um, you know, it's a bummer that we didn't get to see Barkley play this year. Uh, I, I love him. He's like just another world talent. Um, and it's also surprising to see Colt McCoy in the league. So here we are. Giants. Something I did think we'd ever see again. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We, it was a week we, where we saw Nathan Peterman and Colt McCoy in football games. It's a weird week, man. Sam Bradford's going to weird... come back. <laughs> no, don't make it happen. Let's go NFC West. Uh, 49ers, Rams. The Rams have been a weird team this year. They've been up and down. Sean McVay's team cannot get it done against the 49ers. They lose 23-20. Also, let's talk about Jimmy G. Let's talk about the 49ers offense. What did you see in this game that you liked, and what did you see in this game that you didn't like? Well, it's clear that Shanahan is just a better coach than <laughs> it's just the best McVay. coach right now. I, I he Shanahan owns McVay at this point. Um, I do find it funny that he was able to beat them with C.J. Beathard, and of course, missing all the talent that they have. I told you a couple weeks ago, for the last three weeks, that this Rams team is the most inconsistent and annoying team I think this year. Because at their highest highs, they're like, man, this could be a Super Bowl team, and then all of a sudden they lay an egg like this. I just. To me, it's – I don't know what's the problem. Is it offense? Is it defense? I think both of them both have their flaws. Um, I think they're just like – they're a really great team at their best and they're a really mediocre team at the worst. And unfortunately, it just – it goes so – it fluctuates so much that you don't know what team you're getting. And that might work for the, uh, for the season. They might get into the playoffs, but when the playoffs come, it's not going to work Dan, you look at the Rams, or sorry, you look at the 49ers. Is Jimmy G the long-term answer at quarterback? I know he didn't play in this one, but it's a debate Austin and I have been having all year. We need another person's opinion on it. I I, I don't think so. Um, you know, when he was with the Patriots, I think he had a system offense that was safe for him and made him look better than he actually was. I think once he got to San Francisco and he was supposed to really open up the offense, I mean, um, they brought in, was it Emmanuel Sanders? And they just, you know, they were expecting him to do big things and he showed up and he started making really poor decisions. You know, when you go into the Super Bowl and your quarterback has thrown 23 pass attempts going in, in your two playoff games, you don't trust your quarterback. Um, so it, that shows a lot with Jimmy G. I, I don't know why they hang on to him if they don't trust him. Let him go. Let him go somewhere I mean, else. His, his contract's huge, though, and that's the, that's, the, that's the reason I think he's still with them right yeah, now. That's a good is point. His contract is just eating up too much, but, I mean, at the same time, like we, we, we've tossed around the idea of them maybe trading for, like, Matt Ryan 
that was a name that we that we talked about last week, where it's like you bring a good grizzled veteran in on this team, they they could be back in the Super Bowl. This team right now, as it is, I don't think has a chance to go back to the Super Bowl, especially with how competitive the NFC is right now. But a good quarterback makes all the difference. I mean, you look through that playoff run, Jimmy G almost cost him a few different times throughout that playoff run last year. Of course, he did end up costing him the Super Bowl a little bit. Um, it's 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 a weird spot for San Francisco to be in. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, this offseason we'll talk about all the big moves that they make uh, coming up. Let's go to a team that I think got more screwed over by the NFL than any other team I've seen in a long time. Let's talk about the Broncos. Broncos getting some COVID <laughs> tests in their quarterback uh, room. And Drew Locke and every other quarterback on this team is deemed that they cannot play. The NFL, instead of potentially moving the game from Sunday to like a Monday or a Tuesday when they could get a negative test, said, nope, you got to play or you have to forfeit. Key thing to remember during COVID, if a team forfeits, none of the players actually get paid that week. Weird NFL rule. I'm shocked the NFLPA actually allowed that, but fact so the broncos went in against the saints they had a weird game of course obviously anytime you don't have any quarterback you end up pulling a guy from the practice squad in to be your quarterback it's just going to be weird hinton hinton sorry had 13 yards kendall hinton had 13 yards uh two interceptions and was one for nine i think he did about as good as anybody could ex- could have expected him to do especially because he's a wide receiver playing quarterback mm-hmm. Uh, Saints get the win 31 to three. Austin, you and I have been talking about this this week in our group chat. Um, where do we stand on the NFL's decision here? I listen. I think it's all fine because <laughs> I think it would have messed with the Chiefs schedule next week. It would have caused it to be a little bit different. They were playing on playing Thursday. Now there is no Thursday game as far as I'm aware. Correct. Uh, yeah. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. So they moved the Kansas City Denver game back. I think it was a matter of hey. Well, but, but, the, but the Chiefs, Chiefs, team. Chiefs Broncos wasn't. Chiefs Broncos was never slated for Thursday. That was slated for Sunday night football. Then what was Thursday's? Thursday would have been Raven, or it was either it was either Baltimore or Steelers. It was one of those two. Okay. So I mean. To me, it's just it's one of those deals. Like it's it it wasn't a playoff team. We know this. Denver's not a playoff team. Uh, I wish they would have said yes to Denver's first uh, initiation. Was hey, we want one of our coaches <laughs> to play quarterback. Yeah. I feel like hey, if you're gonna make a play, you might as well just let him suit up. Why not? I'm sure there's some kind of clearing that they had to go through physical clearing or whatever. So they probably couldn't have done that. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not too worried about this. Had this been a playoff team with playoff hopes, I feel like it would have been. Oh, uh, it would be a, a crazy storm on the internet. But yeah. with it just being the Broncos right now, I don't think it was a big deal. Dan, we look at the Saints though too. They they are sitting atop the NFC South. They have looked unbelievable, even without Drew Brees. Sean Payton finds ways to win. What have you thought of Taysom Hill? Taysom Hill coming in as quarterback. It's uh, I mean, who am I to judge? But I think it's a strange decision, even though they're winning. Um, Jameis Winston can actually throw the ball and you can get over a hundred <laughs> passing yards in a game. So I, I don't understand the Taysom Hill thing really. Um, 
I guess it worked out against the Broncos with no quarterback, but um, you know, they're, they're able to run the ball. They just have such good talents with Michael Thomas, even Jared cook still out there and their defense has been excellent against the run this year. So the saints continue to win. Who am I to judge? Um, and we'll see what they can do because breeze. I don't know when we'll see him back. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. I mean, coming back from a collapsed lung and 11 rib fractures, he does not have the easiest recovery road. They're thinking though, and only another three weeks, he could be back for week 15, week 16. That just seems weird to me. Mind. <laughs> yeah. He should be out for the year. It's a punctured lung. You don't mess with that. (laughs) It's a collapsed lung. It's not like it's not like a Chargers uh, medical staff just went in and punctured his lung. No, he he had a full collapse. Mm -hmm. Uh, By the way, the the unshocking news of the week. This is funny to me. I read this story the other day that Tyrod Taylor is not suing the Chargers medical staff for puncturing his lung. He had sixty days to uh, post a grievance. Did not do it. Um, I would have, honestly. I, st- I still believe that that was a conspiracy to get Justin Herbert in the game. <laughs> he oh, must have a to... really good friendship with that guy or something. Because... Yeah. Had been a guy like you did really know, I feel like he would have gotten on him. They must be friends beforehand. He must know him. And, yeah. 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 <laughs> he must have known him somehow. Hey, Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. That's been a rivalry that's been pretty good. And Patrick Mahomes has actually not been able to get it done against... Brady in the past. First half, the Chiefs looked great as they went to Tampa Bay to play the Bucks. Second half, not so good. And really, Tom Brady came back, did a great job. He did throw a couple picks. He had to do his picks total again. Uh, so this year so far, obviously, Tom Brady's got 11 picks for the year. Look at Aaron Rodgers. He's got 10 since 2018. Difference in the difference in greatness in quarterbacks there. But Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs do get it done. 27-24. Andy Reid made a very clutch set of calls there in the fourth quarter to keep the ball, keep it out of Tom Brady's hands. He said after the game that he has learned his lesson not to give Brady the ball with under four minutes to play. Chiefs get the win. Austin, I know you hate talking about him, but come on. Talk about talk about the Chiefs. I, I told you that I'm willing to admit that the Chiefs are the number one team in the NFL. What I am also willing to admit is that Chiefs fans are the new Cowboys fans. Very true. They are really, really annoying. Like, they are really annoying and really fast after one Super Bowl. At least (laughs) Dallas had four Super Bowls. I'm sorry. They had a decade of Hold on. They, They still ain't as bad as when, okay, Royals in 14 go to the World Series. In 15, the whole nation wanted to be Royals fans for, like, that brief, like, two-week period. <laughs> yeah. Nobody is as fast as Kansas City fans when but we're good. I still did not hear enough Royal talk as much as I'm hearing Chiefs. I, uh, people well, okay, because, because, because the Chiefs are set up to – hold on. Fans. Hold on. The difference is the Chiefs are set up to be a franchise. The Royals were, hey, we're putting everything into winning in 14 and 15. Uh, no, the, the difference is it's football and it's way popular than baseball. Uh, <laughs> that's the, that's, the, <laughs> that's, that's fair. the difference. <laughs> I mean, the, the hold on, the Royals parade did gather more people than the Chiefs parade. I'm sure, was... I'm sure in Kansas City you got nothing to do in in the hot summers. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's cold in the what? winter, man. No one wants to go to a parade yeah. in thirty degree weather. The, the World Series didn't get over till almost November. It was freezing. 
I, was, never, I don't know these things. Okay, I don't, I don't, I don't care about Kansas City. Okay, I'm pretty sure it's overrated. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know, and, I know. And uh, you know, tell that to the Z man I had yesterday, dude. It was beautiful. Yeah. Well, I got my <laughs> max barbecue, bro. I got my max barbecue. I don't need none. I don't need nothing else. Anyway, yeah, they, I mean the Chiefs are good. I, the only worry I have with them is they've never played a full game. They've either came back from behind in the second half or they've led in the first half and then let the team come back in the second half. I feel if they get a team um, that doesn't make mistakes, I, I'm, you know, Bills I think they compete with. I know you're going to hate me for saying this, but Tennessee makes no, ten, Tennessee, Tennessee could be good. Tennessee could be really, on, really good. Yeah, if they don't make the turnovers, I, that's that's the thing. And I – Steelers, we don't know for sure yet. The Steelers, I still, I, we'll get into that I still that think later. the Steelers are extremely overrated. I yeah, really do. I, even undefeated, this is like this is kind of like you know how Cleveland is a weird eight and three. The Steelers oh, are really weird eleven and zero. It's like the Patriots eight and zero last year. Like yeah, and, yeah. It's like when the Bears were five and three. Like, there's no way that's accurate. The Bears were five and one at this at some point this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're the softest five and one team I've ever seen. Trust me, as a fan, I know. I know we were pretty dang soft. Um, Dan, you look at this team. You look at the Chiefs team, though. Spagnola, as the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, has had moments of brilliance. He's also had moments of bad. You look at last year in the second half of the season, he was able to really turn this Chiefs team into something good. They added key pieces in the secondary. Legarius Needs having an unbelievable year. What do the Chiefs' defense need? Like, what? What specifically is it? Is it just the pass rush being as awful as it's been? Or is Tyron Matthew overplaying in some aspects? I mean, what, what do you make of this Chiefs defense? The Chiefs defense is kind of interesting to me because, it, it, you know, I I mean, even though it's on such a smaller scale, um, you know, playing in high school, I had such a mentality on defense when our offense was always running on full cylinder you kind of let yourself be a little more lax and go through the motions and just try to get the game over with sometimes. You know what I mean? So you're not trying to hurt yourself out there when you know your offense is going to come. I mean, I'm not saying that I believe that this is what's happening in the NFL, but I think there is a certain mentality with your defense when it comes to your offense being as great as it is. Because even if you let up a touchdown, you say, oh, Mahomes gets the ball. Right? How many how many seconds does Mahomes need to score a touchdown? Somewhere between eight and thirty. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, I don't really <laughs> see any big flaws with the with the Chiefs' defense just yet. I want to see them, like Austin said, just put together a full game for God's sakes, just once. I want to see what this team can do at full capacity firing on all cylinders from minute zero to minute 60. And then we can actually take a step back and judge what's happening with this team. Yeah, that, that's a fair assessment. I mean, this, this, the defense has been so up and down. They have all the talent in the world. Frank, Frank Clark, Chris Jones, uh, Tyra Matthew. I mean, th- those are just great anchors to have on your defense to be able to lead it. Um, I mean, the Buccaneers defense was, was pretty solid, honestly, against Mahomes. I, I really, Take the three massive Tyree kill catches away. They held Mahomes pretty dang well. They played extremely well against him, and I was I was kind of shocked about that. Shockingly, Arian, or uh, Bruce has not said anything bad about Brady this week. He hasn't thrown him under the bus yet. We haven't seen it yet. 
it could happen though. He does it every week. It feels like. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about the Bucks here a little bit later on in power rankings. Let's go to the oldest rivalry of the NFL that went down on Sunday night in Green Bay as the Packers placed played host to the. They used to be the monsters of the Midway. Now they're like the um, well, they're there. They're there. <laughs> it's the Bears. 41-25, Packers get it done. Mitch Trubisky, first game back as Nick Foles is dealing with an injury, goes 26-46, 242 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. As a Bears fan, and as someone who is who is vouching for Foles, I will say I think I want Trubisky. But honestly, it's just because he's actually putting up numbers. When, when Foles was barely putting up 100 yards a game, was throwing picks. At least mm-hmm. Trubisky can find the end zone once in a while. And twenty five, yeah. if the if the Bears offense can score twenty five points a game, I'm pretty dang happy. The running game still needs to get there. Montgomery did have 103 yards for the Bears, but man, Aaron Rodgers gets it done as he's kind of always been against the Bears. He's always been pretty dang solid. Four touchdowns, 211 yards, quarterback rating of 132.3, and I mean, look. Jones did get it done in the running game. He only rushed for 90, but he did have a couple big runs against the Bears defense that has been pretty dang solid against the run this year. Uh, Dan, you look at the Bears, they're in a weird spot. So are the Packers. The Packers are a team that's been able to win, but then when they fall off the wagon, it feels like they kind of fall, they, they, they kind of take two steps back. Um, where do you go with this Packers team going forward? Are they a legit contender in the NFC to go to the Super Bowl? No, I think they're still the same Packers team that they were last year. I think that when they're faced with any adversity, they just break. Um, I Every win this season for the Packers has really come easy to them. Wouldn't you guys agree? Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, it's just like they come out of the gate hot, they win, and they don't have to really play a tough game ever. And I feel like when they do have a tough game um, – you know, it was just like last year, like I said, like when it does come to a tough game, they break. And I just maybe I'm being irrational because I've always hated the Packers, but like I just think they're a soft <laughs> team. And I, I don't I, I, I don't I don't see it with them. The defense has really been struggling. I mean, honestly, this this is a again, being a lifelong Bears fan, I've seen some amazing defense on the Packers side. And this one just doesn't have the same oomph. That the normal yeah, ones do. I, I feel like they've given up 30 points at least four or five times and yeah. won those games. And you look at the Bears side, though, too. I mean, their defense is solid, but to give up 40 to Rodgers, I mean, Rodgers is good against the Bears. He's not been a consistent, let me throw a 40-burger on you. Let me Usually usually 28 to 35 is where they kind of average. Um, we'll see what next week holds for the Bears. We'll see what next week holds for the Packers. Let's go Monday Night Football. Seahawks, man. Man, Seahawks, <laughs> every time I want to say, okay, look, they probably shouldn't win this game because, you know, they let teams come back into it. They still find a way to win it. They get it over the Eagles on Monday Night Football, 23-17. Eagles play a pretty dang good game for what it was. I mean, Carson Wentz wasn't great. Jalen Hurts came in. Um, Austin, how do you feel about Seahawks now? <sighs> Their defense is finally kicking in. They finally got a pass rush. Jamal Adams and Carlos Dunlap has, has been the key parts of that uh, defense. I think the offense did enough. That Eagles defense was solid. I mean, it was really good to watch. That Eagles defense was really good. It really gave mm-hmm. hope for them. I There's just no hope on offense, unfortunately, for the Eagles. And Carson Wentz looks lost. 
I don't know if I really blame him or Doug Peterson. I think it's a mixture of both. Um, I think maybe a fresh start for both of them would be good. Um, as far as I don't know if Doug Peterson's the answer. I think he, I think he should get another shot next year as coach. But I think Carson Wentz deserves to be somewhere else, and Doug Peterson deserves to try something else. Try try something else with someone new. I think he wants to. We've seen they'll throw Jalen Hurts in there a couple plays and then take him out. I think that's because people up top are saying, "Hey, man, like we're we're paying Carson Wentz this big money. We we need him to play. We need at least to get some worth out of him." So, uh, to me, I think this this is a this is a romance that definitely is not there anymore. It needs they need to break up. They need to move to different countries uh, at this point. And I don't think they're going to really move on until then. And that's a shame because this Eagles defense finally showed up. And they got yeah. a really good young crew there. Um, and, I mean, <laughs> the NFC East is so open, man. It is anyone's Completely game wide open. So, and in six wins, theoretically, is going to get you the NFC East championship. Heck, it might even be five. Yeah. It might be five and some tiebreakers, honestly. I, it's, I was it's listening there. to... Uh, I was listening to some local Philly radio this morning on my drive into work, and the one thing that kept being said was, okay, it's time to move on from Doug, and it's time to move on from Carson. Just scrap the offense. Let's start it over. Rebuild it. I, you know, I don't hate that for the Eagles, but at the same time, I do think Doug Peterson's gone. Um, I think he's going to get a another offer. In fact, the, the, the problem with Peterson is that he's won a Super Bowl. If he hadn't won a Super Bowl, I don't think he'd be a head coach again in the NFL. He has he has one ring. So another team's going to take a shot at him. I just don't know who it's going to be. Um, maybe the NFL teams will look over Eric Bieniemy, and the Chiefs will get to keep him another year, and they'll hire Doug Peterson instead. I mean, that could always happen. Yeah. I, would, I, would, uh, I, would <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. Eric Bieniemy's going somewhere. <laughs> He's going somewhere. Hey, uh, COVID has played a big factor on the NFL, and I don't think any more apparent than this week where the pretty much all the good Ravens players were out this week, it felt like. Um, Ravens go to the Steelers here on a Wednesday. That's a weird day to have an NFL game, but hey, an extra week of the NFL is something we all need. Steelers get it done, though, 19-14. to 14. Austin, you watched the game. I didn't. Yeah. Dan, did you get a chance to watch this one? I caught the fourth quarter. Nice. Austin, break it down for us, and then Dan, share your thoughts on this one. Here's the thing. Pittsburgh really had should have won this game by a lot more. This offense was not clicking. The Steelers' offense was not clicking at all. This Ravens' defense actually did pretty well, except for that fourth quarter. They just could not stop them. Robert Griffin actually ran the ball down the Steelers' throats for a while, and uh, some poor man. Uh, clock management ruined them from getting a touchdown or a field goal at the end of the first half. Typical um, Tomlin. Yeah. Well, no, this was no, this was Baltimore. Oh, Baltimore. Balti- yeah, Baltimore was. Uh, at, they had uh, it was through third and inches or like third and goal or second and goal with forty seconds left. They missed the deal, so they try to get back going. There's a Steelers player pretty much laying on the ball carrier, not getting up. Harbaugh is screaming at every ref that he can to get a delay of game on the Steelers. It's not happening. They don't get the ball. They had no timeouts. They, it's about 16 seconds left. They try to do a throw. Ball goes right through the back of the receiver's hands. It is definitely 
it was kind of a mess. It was kind of a mess on the Ravens' side, but I, I can't really blame them. I think that's one thing I will say about the Ravens is they have a chance, and really this showed me more that the Steelers are not the team. They're not what their record says they are, and I think they, outside of Tennessee, I think this is their only big win, and that was on a botched Goskowski kick that could have went the other way. Um, so I, Steelers, to me, definitely we saw more what they are in this game. Baltimore actually <laughs> played really well for what they had. I mean, they had seven players out on COVID. Uh, Robert Griffin was their starting quarterback. He actually ran the ball pretty well. Um, I do think Harbaugh is starting to become a little bit of a, um, I don't know what you would call it, like a disease almost <laughs> in, in that locker room. Like they're all acting like him. They all whine. They all get very frustrated <laughs> really quickly. And it's it's like, man, these guys, it's always something like that. It's always something like, Hey Harbaugh, if you just get your team like your team should be focused on spiking the ball, and if they can't get up, you know, can't get up in twenty. I mean, literally, literally, they wasted like twenty seconds. It was it was that bad. And even if the refs aren't calling it, your team should be getting ready to go. They should be making a fuss about it. They should know what's going on. It feels like they just they just kind of give. They feel like they give up, um, which is why I think the Steelers should have won by a lot more. <laughs> Uh, they should they should have really dominated this game, but it's a weird game. It's a Wednesday night, so I mean, come on. <laughs> it might have been or when, not even night. It was it was afternoon. So. Well, yeah, right. shout out to NBC because NBC had the opportunity to put that game on Sunday or on Wednesday night. Instead, they said no. We'd rather have the Rockefeller tree lighting ceremony on the Wednesday <laughs> night slot. Well, the thing with this game that like kind of annoys me and I know there's nothing we can do about it because nobody expected this but it's like you look at the beginning of the season and the Titans get um, all this time off because they're everybody's got COVID on their team but now we're at the end of the season where nobody has bye weeks we can't really shuffle around or reschedule and now the Ravens have to trot out half their starting roster the Broncos are out there with a um, wide receiver from the practice squad playing quarterback. And it just, you, I don't know. It just, it just doesn't seem right to me. Um, but again, like, I don't have an answer for it. I just don't like to see teams go out, you know, trot out there and play half-ass games like what we saw today and what we saw on Sunday. Yeah. I, Steelers, I think, are the weakest undefeated team i've seen in a long time i mean the, the, the ravens with lamar jackson i think could have gotten this win uh today but we'll, we'll we'll be saying what ifs for a long time about i think especially about the afc north this year of what if you know covid hadn't happened what if some other stuff hadn't gone the way it did kind of weird to think that the steelers are the number one team though in the AFC as far as record is concerned. Let's do our power rankings. Of course, each week we're giving you our top 10 teams in the NFL. Austin, hit it off with number 10. Uh, my number 10 is the Cleveland Browns. I have them in there, um, but it's – it's. I definitely could – the only reason why I don't have the Colts on here at number 10 is because the Browns beat the Colts. But I I've, 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 – yeah, you know. Let's just move on. <laughs> the Browns got Dan. <laughs> Dan, who's number ten? Um, 
I'm a believer. I have the Dolphins at number 10. I like them. I think, I mean, they've beaten a few teams that, you know, they weren't supposed to beat, but... I, I like uh, I like Tua. I like their defense, and I, I like I like their weapons on offense. Number ten. Pretty great. Browns are my number ten. Um, they're eight and three, um, and I can't justify not putting a team that's eight and three on the power rankings, especially this late in the season. Number nine, Dan, hit it with us. I get the Rams. They're Jekyll and Hyde. I don't know what to expect from them, but they're winning games. I got them at nine. Austin, number nine. I also have the Rams. I just don't know what to do with them. I, 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 it's a new team every week. I got the Dolphins at nine. I like Tua. I like these offensive weapons. Uh, Brian Flores is doing an unbelievable job coaching this Dolphins squad. Great number coach. eight, uh, Austin. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Austin, number eight. My number eight is the Buffalo Bills. Uh, listen, I, I just don't like them as much as the other teams. I like their defense. I think Josh Allen makes a lot of mistakes, and I think – when you play some of these other teams, it's going to cause a problem. I really, I could put them seven, seven or eight, but the, I, I like the 17 quarterback just a little bit better. Uh, Dan, number, number eight. I went with the Browns. Um, they control the ball by running it. Their defense has been pretty solid. I think right now you just have to come up with a, System that stops the run to beat them, and nobody's figuring that out. Uh, number eight for me is the Rams. Again, like you said, Jacqueline Hyde, you never know what team they're going to get. I still like Sean McVay, though. I really do. I think he's part of that young group of court, or a young group of coaches that's going to be around in the NFL for a while. Uh, Dan, number seven. Number seven, I have the Bills. Um, I think Josh Allen is he as great as he is, he can be a liability, and I I wish the defense was better. So, got him at seven. Austin, number seven. Number seven, I have the Green Bay Packers, and that is really oh, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, that's, that's right. painful down now. That's right. Even, I, that's right. I hate the Packers, and I put them up high. Me too. <laughs> I'll tell you why when we See, get down there. I'll tell you why. Like, I, I think this is the second week you've done this too, because like, I think I've, last week I'm you had them at eight. I'm not high on the Packers. I am not high on the Packers. I think they can make the NFC Championship. I, I think that's a possibility. But I don't think there's that many teams uh, that they're better than them. And I'm not high on the NFC in general as well. Dan, fix, fix, fix this man's opinion. Number seven, who do you got? <laughs> um, we just did seven, right? Oh, yeah. My apologies. Um, yeah. my, my, my seven was the Seahawks. My apologies. Six. Dan, hit me with your six. Um, my six is the Titans. I think their defense is just way too suspect right now. They're giving up 30 points a game left and right, um, or more so at the beginning of the season. I don't trust their offense too much unless if Derrick Henry is running the ball. So I get him at six. Austin, six. My number six is Tampa Bay. I have them on there. Look, I know they got, you know, I know they got the lots. I know. I know. We're over it. But they destroy Green Bay. I think they, they fare out better with Green Bay. I think the, the defense is better at holding them. Listen, Green Bay can't run on Tampa Bay. Uh, and that's because Tampa Bay does do that well. 
it's just over the top stuff. And that's, you know, you can let Aaron Rodgers get that every now and then, but I think uh, Tampa Bay's got a lot more for it. It really just depends on the Arians. That's the problem. I wish Matt LaFleur and Arians was actually switch because I think it would work a lot better for Tampa Bay, uh, <laughs> to be quite honest. So if Arians will do what Tampa Bay needs to do, I think this team is going to compete for the NFC Championship. Um, but they're, they're still lower on the other ones. I think they got another year. And, yes, I think Tom Brady will play another year and will be better. Uh, my number six is the Titans. I like this team. I don't love this team. Um, I, I like Mike Vrabel, and Vrabel's the reason they are continually winning. We talk about him being the best halftime coach in the NFL. The adjustments he makes are just awesome. Although, this week he did come to a pretty dang complete game, so I was pretty happy with that. Number five, hit me Another with Another great coach. Another great coach, yeah. Step five for me. Yeah, five for you. Five, I have the Tennessee Titans. Uh, they they do not do turnovers. Their defense is struggling, but when every, all the teams above them also let people score 30 points, I feel like it actually works in their favor. Um, I think they beat Tampa Bay. I think they beat Green Bay. I think they beat the Bills. I mean, they did beat the Bills. I think they're at least somewhat consistent. Um, they will, they do get caught on now, but this is when they get better is at the end of the year rather than the beginning. So, um, and they're already a better team than they were last year. Uh, Dan, number five. All right. Number five, I have, uh, the Packers. I just want to see a tough game. I want to see a gritty win out of the Packers and we haven't seen that yet this season. Um, maybe the saints in week three, but um, as far as I'm concerned, the Packers are a team that is just going to break if you even show them a little bit of adversity. So I can't put them any higher than five. My number five is the Bills. I like Josh Allen. I really do. And with Stephon Diggs, I like him even more. Um, I, I This team's doing things, man. They are doing things. They're setting themselves up. Josh Allen's going to be a pretty good franchise quarterback, I think, in the end. Uh, number four, for me, I've got the Packers. Um I love this team. I do. And I hate to say that. I really do. As a Bears fan, it sucks. But Aaron Rodgers is still getting things done. Devontae Adams is still getting things done. Yeah, the defense needs some work, but I still like it. Dan, number four. Uh, Number four, I'm going to go with the Seahawks. And, you know, it kind of pains me to put a team that has such a bad pass defense this high because in order to win a Super Bowl, you look back at all the – recent Super Bowls minus the Patriots Eagles one. It's all about defense. Um, you know, you have to play defense at some point and I just don't see the Seahawks winning a game without Russell Wilson playing well. Austin number four. I also have the Seattle Seahawks as my number four. I think uh this the defense is the problem, but it is getting better. I think Carlos Dunlap is a is a great acquire. I think that it's really paying off for them. And Jamal Adams starting to come into his own. Um, I, I I'm not in love with it, but I do think that the offense is is going to be okay. Um, and Metcalf is just a straight up beast. Uh, they're That's my awesome. number four team right now. I think they've been there, done that. I think they've got the uh, the veteran leadership as well as the young talent to to get it done. Austin, number three. My number three is now the Pittsburgh Steelers. I've seen wow. enough. I've seen enough. I I don't think they're that great of a team. I think they've gotten by really easily. 
Um, I think they're going to struggle against the Colts this week. I think they might lose against the Colts this week, and I'll probably pick the Colts this week. I, I, I've seen enough, guys. I, I, I don't think this team is that great. They don't play they're the Colts three. this week. Or right. they, they, don't, they play the Colts next week then. Yeah, Texans have the Colts this week. Uh, okay. Steelers are on Monday night or on Monday day. Uh, who they got? They got uh, Washington. Uh, okay. You know what? Yeah. Maybe I'll pick Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Hot takes. That's all he's got, people. Uh, Dan, number three. I also have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I just I, – I'm not a believer yet. I think they have a good defense. I think um, – I, I mean, the receivers are great. You can't deny that they're a good team. But I think they just haven't faced – I mean, I, I don't think they've faced – enough challenges yet to have me or they haven't wowed me i i don't see them breaking through or coming from behind or um making broken plays into something big so the steelers are number three for me number three for me is the saints um without drew Brees, i mean like i said james Winston could easily be the starter i am still a little bit confused on the Taysom hill thing uh but they also haven't been able to get alvin kamara worked in very well lately like, he hasn't been as much of a force as he was the first few weeks of the season. I got a few concerns there. Number two, let's go. Actually, let's go me. Uh, Steelers, number two. Uh, I'm, like, they're undefeated. That's the only reason. That, that Straight up. Yeah, an undefeated team this late in the season <laughs> deserves to be in the top three. I, I unfortunately have to say that. Dan, number two. Number two, I'm going with the Saints. Um, they're... They're pulling out games. Taysom Hill, I guess, is winning. Their defense is winning. Um, they just make it work. I think uh, Sean Payton is just coaching this team the best he can. I think the defense is stepping up when they need to. And the Saints are just kind of an all-around solid team. Very cool. Uh, Austin, number two. I agree, and I think the Saints' defense might actually be up there with the Steelers right now. I think they might actually have a better defense. Um, I do, of course, there's questions at quarterback, but the way Sean Payton's got Taysom Hill playing, I, I'm i in, man. I'm ready to see what the Saints team can do. They're undefeated with backup quarterbacks. I mean, who else can say that? Um, it's, 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 I, I like them. I like them way more than the Steelers, and I, I can confidently say that. <laughs> Number one, Austin hit it. It's the Chiefs, number one. Dan, number one. Uh, Detroit Lions. They have a quarterback with a broken finger, and their best receiver <laughs> has a broken hip. Yep. <laughs> it's the Chiefs. Who beats them? <laughs> uh, hey, my number one, Austin. You're ready. Uh, yeah, yeah. At least you have that, Austin. You ready for my number one? You hate it when I do this. The rating defending undisputed. Uh, never mind. They're not undefeated anymore. I can't say that. The rating defending undisputed Super Bowl champion, the Kansas City Chiefs, number one. Go, Mahomes. Let's get it. Week 13. Nope. Week, yeah, week 13. I don't know what week. What a week are we on? We're on week 13. Week 13 of the NFL. Let's go through the pickums really quick. Uh, Austin, first off, where are we at in standings? Uh, I have 118 wins and you have 107. I've pulled two more games yeah. ahead of you. Screw you, Bears. You're 11 games behind. Okay. Um, it could have been Where do we stand on the bet? Uh, you were up two touchdowns. 
Bro, Tom twenty-eight. We've got a bet going on that whoever has the most passing touchdowns this year, uh, if I win, uh, Austin has agreed to do an official top ten official podcast of John Cena's movies. For some Ooh. reason, that's what I that's what I wanted. Yeah, I know they're pretty bad, <laughs> and he also has to watch them too, which is the worst part of that. That's that's Aside what from train wreck. Aside <laughs> from train wreck. That movie's hilarious. Uh, and if uh, if Austin wins, he will be hosting Rope Talks Royal Rumble preview coming up in January. Nick and I will be breaking down the biggest night aside from WrestleMania in the WWE Royal Rumble coming up in January. By the way, new new episode of Rope Talk coming up on Sunday. It is time for War Games, and we've got a very special guest. Matt from Assemble is coming in to talk about the most devastating night. In NXT, we're going to break it all down. Plus, Austin's Wrestling Pick of the Week. He's got a good one for you, ladies and gentlemen. I'll come there. Let's talk about Week 13. And we start there on the Sunday slate. No Thursday games this week because of COVID. The Steelers got moved to Monday. The Ravens got moved to Tuesday. Siri, I do not care about you. Um, and <laughs> Saints and Falcons get us started on the Sunday slot. And Saints are three-point favorites. Austin, who are you going with? I'm taking the Saints. I, I'm not buying into this Falcons business one bit i'm taking things <laughs> and dan who you got i get the falcons in this one um the falcons always give the saints a challenge at home and with this this might be the game where Taysom hill finally doesn't win a game yeah i'm actually gonna go with the falcons as well the way that that offense has just been clicking even without julio even without a run game the Falcons are getting it done. I like the Falcons there in that one. Uh, we got a big NFC North matchup, and by big, I mean it's the two worst teams in. Well, no, Bears aren't the third worst team. Eh, you know, it's decent. Bears and Lions going down at Soldier Field. <laughs> Bears are three-point favorites. Mitch Trubisky has been named the starter this week for the Bears. I, of course, am going to go with the Bears. I don't want to, but I have to. Dan, who are you going with? I'm going with the Lions. I want to see this team play hard for a new coach, and they will. But I also worry because Mitch Trubisky, if you take his stats versus the Lions, he is the best quarterback in the history of the NFL. So, <laughs> so I, but, you know, just going with, going with the boys. Let's go Lions. Is Schwartz the new head coach? Is he the interim head yeah, coach? Yeah, offensive coordinator. Uh, it's Bavel. Oh, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Bears. I think the Bears. Whoa. Okay. I'm gonna take the Bears. I like it. Uh, NFC West matchup going down at Arizona, which, by the way, Arizona also going to be playing host to the 49ers. Yeah, the 49ers have made Arizona its new home, as California has stated, they cannot be having games in San Francisco. So shout out to COVID for making that move happen. Uh, Rams Cardinals going down in Arizona, though. Rams are three-point favorites. Rams are going to be my pick. Dan, where are you going? Um, sorry, I, I lost connection. What was the team again? Rams and Cardinals. Cardinals. Oh, Rams and Cardinals. Okay, Rams on the road. Um, Rams are three-point favorites. You know, Jared Goff usually bounces back from these tough games. I'm going with the Rams on this one. Austin, where are you finding yourself? I'm going to also take the Rams, and I really need Jared Goff to have a good game this week because Tom Brady is on by. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. That means i got to take Jones out of my lineup. I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> fantasy football. Oh, by the way, 
Austin, you suck. You're going down this week. Okay. Uh, that, that's that, that's our fantasy football segment right there, people. Uh, okay. Saints, or no, sorry, not Saints. Giants. Take? Rams and, or Cardinals, by the I way? Took, I took Rams. I took Rams. Rams, okay. Giants and Seahawks going down in Seattle on Sunday afternoon. Seahawks 10-point favorites. I'm going Seahawks, but I think this game's closer than 10 points. I 100% agree. I... And heck, the three-point game wouldn't totally shock me. No, I I would definitely take what, what's the what's the what's the betting line at? Ten, ten is ten. the yeah. Ten's ten? the spread. Yeah. Oh wait, no, because we're getting Colt McCoy as quarterback. And it's Seahawks at home. Why. When when you go coast to coast too, you have yeah. to kind of keep that in mind with the uh, betting spread. Yeah, well. with the travel schedule. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Seahawks. Dan, where <laughs> you, where are you going, man? Oh, Seahawks <laughs> all the way. I'm taking them with the points too. Two eight and three teams battle in Tennessee this week. The Browns visit the Titans. Tennessee six point favorites. Austin, where are you going? I'll take the Titans. I, but here we go. <laughs> here we Dan. go. I'm going Browns. Um, I, I I think they're just going to run the ball down their throat, and I think they can actually stop this offense. Going Browns. I believe in Mike Vrabel. I'm going Titans. Going Titans on that one. Uh, AFC South goes down in Houston, Texas, as the Texans play the Colts. Indianapolis only three point favorites. I'm going Colts. Austin, where are you going? I'm also going Colts. I I think they bounce back. I I think they got to prove that they're not <laughs> that they're at least the second best two the AFC South. Dan, I'm going Colts with the points. I think. Um... I, I I mean, the Texans' recent wins are against the Jaguars, the Patriots, and the Lions. I, they, they're just not impressive. Uh, let's go to New York. The Jets playing host to the Raiders. Raiders need a bounce-back win after losing their last two. Uh, Dan, where are you going? <laughs> Jets aren't winning a game. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, Raiders for me as well. All Austin right, Manning. Raiders. Yeah, <laughs> Raiders. <laughs> Miami. His ten and a half point favorites over the Bengals. Um, yeah, I'm going. I'm going Miami. I'm going Miami. Dan. Yeah, yeah, Dolphins. Yeah, Dolphins. Is Burrow, no, how long is Burrow? No Burrow. Out for? Bur- Burrow's out for the year. Oh. Yeah, he tore his ACL and had some MCL uh, tear as well. That sucks. Good night. Yeah. No, shout out to who? Who reached out to him? Somebody. Uh, yeah, never mind. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not thinking that. He is getting help, though. He's getting some pretty good treatment, they said. Um, Austin, I assume you're going Dolphins? Yeah, 100%. Vikings play host to the Jags. Uh, Minnesota, nine and a half point favorites. I'm going Minnesota. I'm going to also go Minnesota. I'm going to take the Jags. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I like it. You know, I, I just... I, I, I want to. I, I, I don't think the Vikings are good. I'm going with the Jags. The Jags play hard. That's the one thing you can give them is they they play hard for some reason. And yeah, they're like in it every game and just can't pull it out. Except that Steelers game recently. But if you look at like their last three or four games, it's like 27-25, 24-20, 27-25. You know, yeah. like they have to win one of these, and the Vikings are the perfect recipe. 
Hey, so uh, Bill Belichick's first trip to SoFi Stadium in L.A. as the Chargers play host to the Patriots. New England is a one-point favorite. I'm going with the Chargers. Dan, where are you going? I'm going with the Patriots. I think that the Patriots are a very talentless team, but they're just following the coach now, and they're going to win games against a bad coach with a pretty poorly run offense. Austin, I 100% agree with Dan, and plus the rookie quarterback Bill Belichick lives for those. So I, I think a Patriots very he good just game. eats them up. He eats them up. Eagles visit Green Bay to play the Packers. Packers nine point favorites. Um, Packers. Uh, Austin, where are you going? I'm gonna go Packers, but I I think this game might actually be pretty close. Fair enough. Uh, Dan? Uh, another easy win for the Packers. They just can't find a game that gives them a challenge. Sunday Night Football brings it home to Kansas City as the Chiefs play the Broncos. Uh, apparently the Broncos do have quarterbacks this week. Nobody's tested <laughs> negative so far. Uh, Chiefs have the biggest <laughs> spread of the week at 14 points. I'm going Kansas City. Come on. Any question, Austin, where are you going? Yeah, I'm going Kansas City. I'm going Kansas yeah. City with the points. Boom. There you go, man. Monday has two games. You get a 4 o'clock game on Fox, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers playing host to the Washington football team. Pittsburgh, nine-and-a-half-point favorites. Dan? I'm going with the football team. Um, I just yeah. – I, I don't think Ben's going to be able to pass on them, and uh, I, I hope – Alex Smith can pierce the defense a little bit, but yeah, let's go with the football team. I think this is going to be the uh, first Steelers loss. <laughs> Austin, where are you going, man? I'm going Steelers. I think Mike Tomlin uh, is already upset about how they played the Ravens. I think they bounce back and they, they try to put this team down. But the Steelers are also playing down a poor team's level. And, like, they, yeah, they showed up to this game unprepared today, and I think they're going to do the same thing on Monday after a four-day yeah. week, you know? This yeah. Dan's got a good point. I mean, and Ron Rivera's p- coached pretty well against Tomlin in, in the past as well. Screw it. I'm, I'm going to go Washington. Whoa. I shouldn't. <laughs> I, shouldn't. I really shouldn't because I need to bounce back, but maybe this is a, maybe this is a game that gets me big, better, better in standings. It might be the win. I got to take risk because at this point I'm going to lose the standings, but hey, you know, yeah. 49ers play host to the bills on Monday night football, Buffalo three point favorites. I'm going bills. Austin, where are you going? I'm going 49ers. I, I think, uh, Josh, makes too many mistakes. I think Shanahan capitalizes. I think taking 49ers. Dan. I think it's going to be the 49ers. I don't really trust road teams that go coast to coast. I think the Bills are too inconsistent, and I think the Niners are very well coached. Cowboys visit the Ravens on Tuesday night football, again on Fox. Um, yeah, I like. I hate, I hate the Ravens, but I hate the Cowboys more. I'm going to go Ravens. Dan, where are you going? I don't, uh, who's playing for the Ravens? That's the list. Should be back. I mean, he should be back by he then. Didn't, but he I didn't mean, actually. 
Yeah, he he's, COVID, he's, right? he's already had a negative test. You, you know what? RG three had... could play lefty, and I'll take the Ravens. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> I, I mean, I'm taking Ravens. I, I, yeah, yeah. Not close enough for me. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for being here today. And if you've made it through this entire episode, we want to thank you even more. Be sure to check us out on Twitter, Trash Talk on BRG. Don't forget, we got a brand new episode coming tomorrow. Kale, Austin, and myself talking to the NBA. There was a massive news that just dropped while we were recording this. We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. Uh, be sure to follow all the great stuff going here on the Boss Rush Network. That's right. We're rebranded. Not only are we Boss Rush Games anymore, we are Boss Rush Network. The reason for this is the entertainment side. So I'm looking the entertainment stuff. We're going to have more wrestling content. We're going to have more sports content, uh, cooking shows in the works. We've got two anime shows that we're working on. We uh, we hope you follow us at Boss Rush Network and keep into all the big news as we drop it. Dan, thank you so much for joining us, sir. We appreciate it. Where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, thanks so much for having me, guys. That was a lot of fun. You can find me at DCDM99 on Twitter. We are going to have Dan back here, hopefully, have, I think about two or three weeks to talk about the uh, MLB winter meetings that are going down. Wait. A lot of big wait. MLB news already dropped. Oh, I yeah. mean, we didn't talk about it today. That's because we're going to do a specific MLB show to kind of do that. And, and this is going to be somewhat of the new format, ladies and gentlemen, for Trash Talk, where we're going to bring in people specifically to talk about specific sports. Kale's our NBA guy. Uh, Dan's going to be used for MLB and NFL. Austin, he gets around. He, he really gets around. <laughs> He's just, you know, he just gets around. He gets into everybody's DMs. Yeah. So Austin and I are going to be, at least one of us is going to be on every episode. Uh, and then in the MLS new season, we will be having specific Major League Soccer uh, talk. I've got a, uh, I got a person we're bringing in for that. So, And, of Thank course, goodness. Corbis going to be coming in. Yeah, Austin, nobody wants to hear you talk about. What's, what's, you're not funny with it. I don't, want, your I don't <laughs> want to talk about soccer. <laughs> I enough, watch World Cup, enough. and that's about it. <laughs> And even then, he doesn't really know what he's talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back tomorrow. Thank you guys so much. Peace.